0: You're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Activia. Activia offers a range of yogurts that help support a healthy gut. Your gut is where it all begins.
1: Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with
0: Carl Henry. Welcome to the Real Health Podcast with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, this week we are on tour. We've come to Boston in the United States to interview Adam Clayton from U2 in his first ever Irish podcast interview. We're going to chat all things health, all things touring, and the experience from 40 years together as a rock band. If you have any questions whatsoever, it's realhealth at independent.ie. It's hashtag realhealthpodcasts on Instagram and on Twitter. And as ever, folks, don't forget to rate and review. But above all, sit back, relax, and enjoy the interview. Adam Clayton, welcome to the Real Health Podcast.
1: Thank you. Really nice to be here. Haven't, How's haven't it going? seen you for a while, but you looked after me very well. How's things? Good. We're we're coming to the end of this American leg. Uh, we get two months off, and then we start up in Europe. So, okay, um, you're
0: seeing us kind of at the point where we're a little bit giddy because summer is coming. <laughs> so you get full eight, eight weeks off in the summer to recover, relax, and
1: pretty much and kick yeah. back. Uh, this year, this is the first time we've taken two months off in the middle of the summer when we've been touring. But we've been working quite hard over the last four years, and everyone said we've got to we've got to have a good summer break this time.
0: Great. We well, that kind of owe
1: it, owe it to our families.
0: That kind of guides me to my, my first question, which is that you know, I suppose it's forty years together as a band. What yeah. what drives and motivates you guys or and yourself to keep going forward with new tours, you know, new albums? What's the what's the what's the motivation? Or what's the goal?
1: Well, I, I think you know first of all you know we can, the opportunity is there that we can do it. So you 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 never want to kind of not do it um, if it's there. It's such a unique thing to be able to have a forty year career, um, to be playing these tours, to be making records that that people still want to listen to. Um, the the other thing is, it, it's such a special thing, you know, to 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 come into a town and realize that there's there's twenty thousand people, or if you're in a stadium, eighty thousand people that want to gather together and have a, this communal experience, and it's it's like we, we turn up, we kind of create the music that allows everyone to 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 interact, and it's it's an amazing feeling. So that's kind of it it's it's what happens is why we keep doing it okay
0: and how do you come down from that so last night we were looking up to be at the gig amazing experience uh, we i was wired when i got home and i was only i was only a, a spectator at the concert how how do you how do you un, unravel and unwind after, after after something like that being on stage well, to a group to such a big a big audience
1: it's much easier now um have, having done it for 40 years it's. it feels much more normal to go back to a hotel room kind of on your own after being with 20,000 people. And and the quietness and the stillness is actually quite welcoming. Um, I mean, 20 years ago when we were, you know, hitting the, the, the circuit with the Joshua Tree and acting baby, it was a lot weirder, you know, to be... To, to to come back to a hotel and 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 try to unwind, but now, um, you know, I hate to admit it, but I, I do get home. I have a a cup of kind of sleepy time tea or chamomile tea or any of those things, and maybe watch a little bit of Sky News or CNN or something, and then I'm 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 ready. Okay, I'm done.
0: So the the approach to touring that has probably changed over the course of that time frame in terms of. Touring has become a healthier experience, I would imagine, than what it used to be.
1: It has for me. Um, yeah, I mean, again, starting starting out years and years ago, your our day was very different. You know, we would uh, we would stay up, you know, quite often past four o'clock in the morning, and that way, when you you did go to sleep, you would sleep till midday, and that then when You were going on stage. It was the middle of a normal person's afternoon. (laughs) That's, I mean, that's very much changed now. I I get up much earlier. Um, I don't drink. I don't do any of the activities that that might enable you to stay up late. Um, And I I have a much more regular routine. And I I work out, so my mornings are important. I get to the gym in the morning. Um, I. Try at the moment. I'm trying to eat vegetarian. Oh yeah, okay. um, I've been reading s- so much about how bad uh, just the meat production and how bad the, the China fish study is. was. Was the
0: big book for that a couple yeah. of years back? A huge motion. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton went vegetarian after reading that. Uh, yeah, it's fascinating.
1: Um, and and you know. F- I've been getting blood tests for heavy metals in my system, and my mercury levels were high. So I've, I've stopped eating fish. Um, you know, it's you know, you just focus on this stuff as more information becomes available.
0: Okay, so you're, the the awareness of health is huge then. Um, and in terms of when you're touring, so you, you train, you you run, you you know, yeah. you, you work out with weights and stuff all during the, the tour.
1: I try and do it at least five days a week. Wow. Um, partly because it it's nice for my head to actually get out and do something and have those endorphins. Um, but also, you know, you're, you're really fighting. I feel like I'm fighting nature to a degree to be having to put out the most amount of energy in your day at eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night. Is, is a bit of a challenge mm-hmm. and you know during the day I feel like I have to try and stop my head going into practical places and and you know having meetings and phone calls about sensible responsibilities I need to try and keep myself free so that my the flow of of that energy for the show is 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 there um, and you know I'm I'm 58 now um, it's it's hard to access yeah. that.
0: Mm-hmm. So I suppose it's a little bit of putting yourself first, uh, recognizing what you need to do, which is a little bit of you time, uh, whether yeah. it's working out, whether it's running, or whatever it may be, and and the ability to say no. I suppose is important.
1: Yeah, I mean you have to manage your day because it's about that. It's about your vital energy, um, and that's not always possible. You know th- there are always things to do. There's always um, you know a good reason for concentrating on something else but certainly for those two or three hours before the show it's like you have to free yourself of 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 being in the practical side of the brain
0: was that always the plan or the goal in your head years and years and years and starting off i'm fascinated by people who are incredibly successful in their fields in terms of yeah. what they do and sometimes you meet people and like that was a plan that was the driven one, that was the goal to be Was yours to be playing music to hundreds of thousands of people all over the world?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think so. I mean, and it was a naive kind of ambition because I suppose, you know, you never know what it really entails. You never know what kind of discipline um, it's going to take to get to that point. Um, And I suppose... For us, when we you know, when we first got together, it was to be you know, the biggest band on the north side of Dublin, and then it was the biggest band in Dublin, and then it was you know, the biggest band in the Republic. Uh, and you know, it was just each each time the goal got bigger and bigger, um, and I have to say it is really quite odd now to be playing. Sports arenas or stadiums around the world for the you know the third or the fourth time in, in your career and no longer feeling that sort of nervousness of we don't really belong here we shouldn't be here we we have to be on our best behavior of you know you kind of know the people that work in the stadium mm-hmm. you've been in there before you know the rooms it has a familiarity and okay. and that's odd I mean that is rarefied <laughs> and privileged. <laughs>
0: And I I suppose that that's a confidence that comes with experience, that may have been a nervousness starting out, but now it's the it's the confidence of yeah we have been here before and we are extremely good at what we do and there's a that's part of the aging process I suppose in many respects.
1: Yeah. Yes. I mean, it is all those things. Um, It's I suppose it's the uh, benefit of seniority um, of of doing it a few times, but uh, I guess also. We have to realize uh, that there's a humility, in as much as not many other acts have had the this type of a length of career. I mean, forty years of of playing, you know, American and and European tours and and being in big buildings is is unusual.
0: What's that down to? Obviously, as a group, and even watching it last night uh we were so close to the stage that we could see the there was a a unison yeah to yeah. the group that's yeah. phenomenal to watch yeah. it's it's almost yeah. the uh, telepathy in terms yeah. of what each, each member is going going to do so obviously yeah. as a unit you're very tight yeah uh you set goals you set targets and you have done all the way through yeah. um as you as a a group have got older do you find that touring has become more difficult for because of the impact of touring on the body uh we've listeners who listen in who you know we lead really busy lifestyles but the the impact of a tour is a phenomenal um amount of pressure on it from lots of different ways um and has that become harder as you've got older
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a surprise how something that you never even used to think about and that you used to love doing, um, you know, you now have to manage your time and your actions a bit. I think partly because I, I spend quite a lot of time working out in the gym or, or quite a lot of time running, that before the show I would have some physio just to loosen me up okay. um, and I I guess you know even ten years ago that was not such an issue but now I feel it um, from holding an instrument for those two and a half hours I know that my shoulder and back and neck are, all need work and they get a bit seized up um, and that's you know you call it an occupational hazard it's a high-end occupational hazard but those are all uh, conditions that have to be managed and uh, Larry has had it kind of much worse because being a drummer and being a you know a very heavy hitting drummer he is constantly for those two hours he is hitting a resistance Mm -hmm. and I mean that has screwed up his various joints and various muscles and and what have you. So he needs a lot of work um, both before and after the show to get through it and I guess you know it's it's like um, an athlete. There is a point where you shouldn't really be able to do this at this level but with modern kind of medicine and and modern kind of physio techniques Mm -hmm. you can really keep on doing it um i mean it's amazing that 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 the rolling stones um can do it I, i met mick jaggers physio and i mean they work very hard to keep him on stage and to keep Charlie Watts on stage,
0: and it's an aspect of rock and roll and touring and bands and music that no one really talks about, which is why, um, as a podcast, obviously, we're delighted, we ask guests all these yeah. questions because yeah. no one talks about it. um but health has a huge impact directly on the ability to perform and the ability to 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 be able to work yeah. and to work well.
1: yeah, I mean, it's a very f- it, it is a very physical lifestyle, and that's and it's not just the show. It's, you know, the constant movement, um, the packing, the getting in and out of hotels, out of cars, out of planes, whatever. Um, and it may not seem like a terribly hectic lifestyle, but if, you, if you're moving every day um, and as part of your day, you're traveling somewhere, you're, you're going into a hotel and then you're going on to a gig, it's a lot of activity and a lot of movement.
0: Plus you're always on. So, yeah. for example, you know, you're, you're, you're meeting people before the gig, I'm sure after the, the whole element of when you're outside of your hotel room yeah. or your home, you're, you're, you're on. Yeah. Which brings a huge yeah. amount of pressure with it. Yeah.
1: And those were things that, you know, I, I remember just it was so easy to do those things uh, years ago. And, and as you say, nowadays, you're conscious that it it takes some of your mental energy and, and some of your physical energy that you you do need for the show
0: remember folks you're listening to the real health podcast with me carl henry in association with Leia healthcare as ever you can email us it's realhealth at independent.ie with any questions or it's hashtag real health podcast on twitter and on instagram just chatting to you and it's obviously you love what you do that you absolutely you couldn't work as hard as you do you couldn't do all the tours you couldn't do all of it basically unless you had a deep love for it and people who are like that tend to struggle with work-life balance (laughs) yes how do you manage that what first of all i said what is where does the balance component come into it in terms of do you have like a set i don't know a set time frame to work for x amount of months of the year or, or in terms of touring work and then have downtime or how do, how, do, how, do you, how does balance how do you see balance or do you see it at all maybe not
1: uh it's it's, it's a kind of complex soup um you know first of all you know we're in, we're in a relationship with four other people and four other families so first of all if if people are up for working then you know you you make yourself available as mm-hmm. well. Of course. Um, we we've always kind of looked at what we do as well, do we work as hard as somebody in a nine to five job year in year out? And we kind of go, well, we get we get kind of a bit of downtime. we're okay. <laughs> and <laughs> then we go, well, you know we are our, our year is determined by school holidays. Okay. so, so um, you know roughly we work as much as we can and we try and not work as much in the school holidays.
0: Okay. So that's that that's the down time. Yeah. Yeah, okay. In the off time what I suppose what's your, your the other side of what what, what you like to to do. That's a part of you know in my own balance components. I play guitar, the guitar, I cycle, I run, I have I do events, we go, you know, I that's kind of what I like to do and that balances me yeah. out and relaxes me a little bit. Um what's obviously exercise is part of art is plays a big a big role in your yeah
1: i mean i i've have found that the kind of activities that are easy to do is going to art galleries going to museums so i just i like to keep myself informed with the culture i mean i i I know not i mean i know what's happening musically um so i I like to look at other aspects of culture in that downtime. Um, I also like the social aspects of of the art world. Um, you know, it's not as late night as the music world, so you can you can go out to events early in the evening and you you get home early. Um, the I mean, it's it's our downtime nowadays is is really quite limited because we're always in a process of making a record or doing a tour but that's what i like to do i mean i do like to go to concerts i like to to see other artists when i'm when i'm free um i've did a i've done a little bit of writing um which is kind of fun to to diversify um but generally i i like to actually make sure that i'm in the community i don't like to be too separate
0: okay so yeah. not not to step back too much yeah. it's to surround yourself with you know, components of of, of culture that yeah. when you're touring, you don't get as much time to spend on as you like. Exactly. And that's what the balance yeah. kind of becomes.
1: And I, you know, I really, I really value the opportunities for normal interaction. So much of the time when we're away like this, you know, you're, you're kind of pretty busy. You don't walk down the street or wander into shops and poke around. Um, <laughs> but I like to do that on time off. <laughs> and and it's it's got to be hard to do I would imagine well also you know one of the great privileges of 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 this lifestyle is that you bump into people who feel like they know you and they tell you the most intimate things about their lives in a very (laughs) short period period of time and you just go wow you know no other world would that be happening in so it's it's nice to share that with people
0: I suppose that obviously there's a familiarity because of the fact yeah. that people listen to the music, they read books, they read the books, they go to the concerts, they mm. that they feel as like if they're nearly almost halfway there when they meet you that, yeah. they, that they have no, met they, you before. They
1: sort of trust
0: you and they just share stuff, which is which is a, an enormous privilege. Cool. cool. Um, I want to talk a little bit about mental health. Um, I know you've been an advocate and a campaigner uh, in Ireland for 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 many years with, with the campaigns to get men to talk a lot more yeah. about their mental health. Yeah. Do you think that's starting to happen? That it's becoming a little bit more normalised?
1: Uh, I, I think, yeah. There's there's been s- such an increase in the awareness, um, not just at home but internationally. It's become a, a, a very international story. And and the, what got me interested in it was that the statistical information said that any that the people who suffered, particularly men, you know that that. Uh, that are young between you know 15 and and 30 the quicker that they got some help the the quicker they could overcome whatever the issue was and that just seemed to me like a a really significant message to get out there that instead of living with the stigmatization of 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 having a a depression, or or some kind of illness, or, or obsessions, or or whatever was going on is going on for someone. The minute you get help, you change the dynamic, and um, that's what I got interested in. I also got interested in the fact that, you know, I had a history of um, sort of low level depression, really, but just not feeling very good and not and having low self esteem, and I, I just felt <laughs> the minute. I asked for help and got involved in in programs that changed that my life got better. And it's a simple thing, but it's the hardest thing to to do, which is to ask for help
0: and get help. It's it's a, it's a, it's a brave, it's an incredibly brave move to, to to be, I think men are, because men are generally shy about feelings, emotions, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like a, then something not to talk about. I do think it's definitely changing. I think we're starting to see it. Um, do you think that the the I suppose the impact of the people around you is a hugely yeah. important thing? To surround yourself with a positive network and a group of people who look out for you when required. Or you know, everyone has a everyone goes through a stage in their life where they have a bad week or yeah. a bad day or yeah. a bad month or might be a little bit longer. Um, but that you have friends who will pull you to one side and have the conversation when it needs to be had. Um, and try and steer you on the the right course. That the, the the social component is a huge element of it.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's not always some something that friends can do, but I think that there can be a toxic uh, effect of of working environments or or domestic environments or whatever, and that sometimes we do get a little out of kilter and we read things wrong and. You know, I, I know in my own situation, I just needed a good process for how to evaluate information and mm-hmm. and, and get the truth out of it before my head kind of made it weird.
0: And that's I it's hard it's hard to do you now, with the with social media, with being so contactable that you know, with our listeners, people listening in Life is so... There's so much going on. Life is so busy now. And yeah. people get caught up yeah. in the busyness of it. And, you know, with the phones, people are to Their phones they are contactable 24-7. They're on email 24-7. I'm a huge culprit at that. I, my, my, we have a, the last eight weeks, we put we have a, a rule in there where the phone stays outside the bedroom. Yeah, Because I can't be contacted then. I still hear the alarm when it goes off. But I got to a stage where I'd be getting up, I'd be waking up during the night, checking my emails, checking my text messages. There, my producer here sent me a text at one stage. I think about half, or half three in the morning. He was away and responded to it yeah. instantly. And he's like, yeah. what, what the hell are you yeah. doing up? I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. kind of working. That um, the business of life has become uh, an influencer now in terms yeah. of mental health and in terms of affecting it. Um,
1: yeah, I think it's, I think it's very hard without that meditative time in our lives anymore that, that, you know, the minute we have a spare moment, we check our phones and, and that robs us of, of, of valuable recreational time. Um, I I think, I mean, I certainly know in my own life the amount of stuff that I'm processing and dealing with uh, on a daily basis is not not the way we were built, not what we came into the world to do. But I feel sometimes like I'm just a 24-7 administrator.
0: how do you get out of that then? How you, have you come to it where you, you can step back from it? Or, is there, or do you, you know what I mean? Do you recognize it now where you maybe wouldn't have before? I,
1: I do recognize it. I mean, the thing that that I find I got robbed of was, you know, that those moments of being able to sit in a car when you're being driven somewhere and actually just look out the window and, and in a sense meditate. Because mm-hmm. I always got to get, get into a car and I'm either texting or emailing or phone calls or stuff and I yeah, she said, no, you know, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna put time aside in the day for all of that. But I actually am going to enjoy where I am at any given time.
0: So was so just some chatting over the last kind of twenty minutes or so. One of the key things that strikes me is it's an element of and it's a word that's used a huge amount, but of mindfulness hmm. that you seem you like to be in the zone be in, in the moment, do to do what you're doing when you're doing it. So if it's yeah. being in the gym or it's being out for a yeah. run. Or if it's sitting in a car, just looking at the window and just well, being that comfortable to be in the moment, and not and not have to be kind of constantly kind of on or doing stuff. So.
1: Well, that is aspirational. I don't always <laughs> achieve it. Okay. Uh, I fail a lot of the time, yeah, but yeah. that is. But I'm aware of it, and the, and that is my goal, which, which yeah. is half. Well, awareness is
0: half the battle. Yeah, awareness, it is. Is, it awareness is awareness is half of it. Um, just one or two final, I suppose, questions. Really. Uh, do you enjoy exercise? Is it something that you love to do? Have you got to a stage where it's a, you know a, yeah. a part of your life that you can say, "Yeah, I love it, and I do it because I love it." Yeah, I I do
1: now. I mean, uh, as a kid, I was very uh, exercise uh, allergic. I mean, I yeah. it, it I was a kind of chubby child. Really, um, I wasn't. I wasn't health conscious in any way, and I I hated. Uh, contact sports, I hated group sports, um I, I just didn't like any of it. And then really I guess when I when I gave up smoking and when I stopped drinking, I suddenly started to have a different relationship with my body. And it could tell me things and I could feel things in a way that I, I never did before. And you know I I think I've learned that no matter how developed our brains are the body is what controls us, and if our body's in good shape and it can can uh, can get over an issue or get over a problem, um, it'll it'll lead you where you have to go. And if you fight the body, you, that's a that's a battle you're going to lose, no matter how willful you are.
0: On that note, you're coming to Dublin uh, towards yeah. the end of the tour. It's November, I think, isn't it? Yeah. What happens after that when the tour when the tour finishes? Well,
1: again, this is, this is the end of a four-year cycle of work and we really have no plans going into next year. We really have got to the point where we've, this is a full stop at the end of this tour. Four years, so that's
0: yeah. um, a huge amount of time for, for one project. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean,
1: it, it, this was always a sort of two-album project but the success of the Joshua Tree tour in the middle of it just kind of grew and grew. Um, and then, you know, we, we had various setbacks to the planning that we thought was perfect, and life is like that. <laughs> so now we're looking at next year as being a year of regrouping, um, probably trimming our whole operation down and just taking stock of where we are. Downtime,
0: yeah. which is well and truly earned after four years of, of touring. Adam Clayton, thank you so much for joining us on uh, the Real Health Podcast. Folks, as ever, uh, you can email us any questions that you have for, for shows. It's realhealth at independent.ie. Um, it's hashtag realhealthpodcast on Twitter and on Instagram. And as ever, if you enjoyed the podcast, or even if you didn't, don't forget to rate and review. Every single review makes all the difference. Hope you enjoyed the podcast, and I'll see you next week.
1: Leia Healthcare. It's good to live proud sponsor of the real health podcast with Carl Henry.